You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Week in Review. Here are your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Welcome back to the Collegian Week in Review, where we give you an inside look into Michigan's oldest college newspaper. We're your hosts, Maddie Welsh. And Lauren Scott. And today we'll be talking to Jillian Parks about Charger men's baseball. We'll be covering the top headlines from the Collegian this week. And then finally, for the first time ever, we'll be talking to our producer, Megan, about her first ever story for The Collegian about a new Netflix show called Kaleidoscope. This is Maddie, and I'm here with Jillian Parks, the social media manager of The Collegian. And this week, Jillian wrote about Charger baseball. So Jillian, tell me what's going on in the world of Charger baseball. Okay, so the baseball team is doing really well. Um, They've had three weekends worth of games, two weekends worth of games, um, and they've won in both instances two out of the three three games in their series. Um, The first game they played against Lee University, which we talked about last week, and this week was against um, Davenport University, which was actually ranked number one in the GLIAC like coaches preseason poll. Um, so they beat them, which is crazy uh, and a really good sign for Charger baseball for the rest of the season. How long have you been reporting on Charger baseball? I actually started this semester. So I did a preview on their on their season, got to know the coach a little bit. I think I freaked him out um, because I did go in and say I don't really know anything. And then he proceeded to tell the people who work in his office, who happened to be my friends, that he that he wanted them to keep an eye on me just in case I wasn't able to effectively report it, um, which is super valid because I don't know anything about sports. Um, but I did start this semester and they've all been really helpful in like breaking terms down for me and explaining things to me and giving me really good quotes that I can like basically steal the wording out of. Like even if I don't know what it, <laughs> I will tell you a funny story. Um, I did type at first <laughs> clench the win <laughs> instead of clinch the win. Um, and I got really made fun of for it in ages. So um I'm learning. It's a it's a growth experience for me, but uh, baseball is doing really well, and it makes my job a lot easier. All that to say, are you? Do you know how they did last year, last season? Um, yeah, um, I talked to them about this. I didn't have a ton of stats, and I wasn't really interested in looking them up, to be honest with you. Um, but what they had said was that they, it was their first season maybe second season, but in the early stages of the season um, with their new coach, and so they were basically just adjusting, um, figuring out where people were best suited on the team, making adjustments, and that meant that they didn't perform as well as they wanted to. I think they ended up ranking like seventh in their <clears throat> regional division, um, which is not as well as they wanted to do. And so they're really excited this year about like pulling through and doing well and hopefully um, performing better. So what's next? Um, they get this weekend off, which is a party and a half, and then they get to play Wayne State. Um, not this weekend, but next. And... They, Wayne State was ranked number two, I believe, in the GLIAC conference. Or actually, I think Wayne State and Davenport were both tied for number one, but Wayne State was written underneath. Um, So two of the best teams they'll be playing, like, right off the bat, right as their preseason starts. Um, But they'll be going to Tennessee, Knoxville, and I have full faith that they'll do very well because all of them... Oh, they all love each other so much. And they have a really good um, support system <laughs> um, from the parents that come to like, watch their games and stuff. Um, I'm more into the human aspect of this this series, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit more interested in, like, oh, because all the teams, all those players talk really kindly of each other. And they're all very complimentary. And they say insane things like nerves of steel to describe the other players, um, which doesn't really mean anything to me. But I do think it's very sweet. Um, and so, if anything at all, pay attention to bait. Charger baseball because the, the team is, is is a group of brothers, if you will. 
have they shared any stories with you that were very touching i mean in terms of stories the only thing i can really think of is just um i always ask the players when i interview them which by the way they are all very like good about getting there on time and being like are you jillian and being like thank you for interviewing me and so it's really sweet um but i ask them i'm like so what went well like what were the standouts what were the highlights and i'm always interviewing people that like i read about in charger athletics or whatever that did really well that week and they always defer to talk about somebody else somebody else who did something great somebody else who um hit really well or pitched really well or even if they're on pitching staff they'll talk about other pitchers that were really good and then i'm like okay yes awesome but what did you do i'm more interested in how you feel about how you performed just like quote wise but they're really um adamant about making sure that they highlight other players well thanks for sharing julian you know what you're welcome You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review. This is Lauren, and I am talking with Megan Pitcock, the producer of the Collegian Week in Review and a Collegian freelancer. This week, she wrote a story about a new little show that Netflix is doing. It's called Kaleidoscope, and it's new and it's interesting and we're gonna have her explain to us what it is. Hi Lauren, it's nice to be on this side of things for once. Kaleidoscope is essentially Netflix's new um, show. You can watch it in any order. That's kind of the hook, the tagline, why people were talking about it. Um, Essentially each of the shows is titled a different color and then you're supposed to watch the last episode which is white last always. That's the finale. And then the rest you can kind of watch in whatever order you want. Um, It's about a heist, and it's the lead-up to the heist. So each one also corresponds with a different time in relation to the last episode. So there's one that's, I think, six weeks before. There's one that's 24 years before. There's one that's six weeks after, that sort of thing. What was the most intriguing part about this show for you? Um, I mean, the concept itself is interesting to me just because Netflix has tried um, non-traditional forms of storytelling before, specifically with the Black Mirror special uh, Bandersnatch. Um, So that was interesting going into it. I just watched it in the order that Netflix recommended me. I think I watched Yellow first, which was, I believe, oh, I don't remember. It started with the main character in prison. So... I enjoyed watching that one first. It was pretty significantly before the heist. I think it was six or seven years. Um, But by far, the thing that I thought they did best during the show was the score and soundtrack were excellent. The songs that they chose to intro and outro different scenes and different characters, I think really added a lot, especially because each episode did have to be a sort of intro to characters in subtle ways because each episode could be someone's first time watching through the first episode they watch so I thought that was kind of a good way to get people's vibes across the screen without being super overt um, especially for the people who weren't watching that episode for the first time I thought they did a really good job for that I also thought that the concept of it being a heist show was really good for this type of storytelling just because that's a a concept that you can go out of order and still sort of understand what's going on. And it is interesting to see all the planning and stuff that goes into it. Tell me a little bit about the character development. So like I said before, um, it was interesting that they did have to introduce each character in some way in every episode because someone might be watching it for the first time. 
it took away from some of the impact of later plot points because you knew pretty basic facts about some of them but not anything more so they weren't you weren't you didn't feel like you were relating to them as much as some of the uh more major characters um so i i think they did a pretty good job for the first time attempting it um and i thought generally especially for some of the main characters like the the very main character uh leo i think they did a good job with that um of showing his backstory and his motivations and that sort of thing but there were a couple others that were just super one-sided and ended up being um kind of a big part of conflict and it just sort of was like well the only thing i know about them is that they're a jerk so that wasn't great but overall i thought they did a pretty decent job at it but the the constant exposition did take away something what are some things that you did not like about this kind of show? I mean, I think that was a big one, was the the constant exposition, the constant necessary exposition. Um, and then, you know, I mean, it's a heist show. It's nonlinear format aside, it was it was entertaining enough, but it wasn't it wasn't the most thought provoking, I don't think. It's definitely one that you could put on and enjoy it, and then you just sort of like forget about it you know you just say oh yeah i watched that and then you could say one or two things but the big gimmick is definitely the non-linear style and not necessarily the show quality thank you megan thanks lauren this is the collegian week in review this is maddie and i'm here to give you the top headlines from the collegian this week our top story this week was about how campus security increased their patrols after the shooting at Michigan State University that took place on Monday. Uh, Logan Washburn wrote, Hillsdale College security took extra safety measures Monday night as a man killed three students and wounded five others during a shooting spree at Michigan State University. Another top story from the week is about the college beginning to offer four-credit online learning courses for high school students. Josh Newhook wrote, Hillsdale has enrolled 66 high school students in online courses for college credit this semester in a test program that eventually could become widely available to high school students everywhere. The venture seeks to fulfill the college's mission to provide a Hillsdale education to anyone who's willing and able in a time when a lot of students are willing but might not be able to be admitted, according to Director of Online Learning Kyle Mernon. The three credit classes for the test group cost $300 per student, and include two sections on American government and two sections on American history, according to Associate Director of Admissions Matt Sauer. Another top story from this week is about political strategist Richard Viguerie receiving the Freedom Leadership Award at the 3rd CCA. Uh, Maggie Kronchik wrote, Direct Mail Pioneer Richard Viguerie received the college's highest honor, the Freedom Leadership Award, from College President Larry Arn on February 5th. In his speech, Arn referenced William F. Buckley Jr., who previously won the Freedom Leadership Award. Another story from this week is about Hillsdale's very first accounting professor, Phoebe T. Facey, who died recently at age 94. Linnea Shively wrote, Hillsdale's first professor of accounting, Phoebe T. Facey, died January 30th at age 94 in Las Vegas, Nevada. According to a public Facebook post by her son, Eddie Facey, on January 28th, Phoebe's entered hospice care after the discovery of a mass on her pancreas. Facey's generosity stood out to all who knew her, according to Susan Sweeney, neighbor and fellow St. Anthony Catholic Church member. 
Sweeney said Facey always had a gift for her in her purse. Facey's autobiography, In Search of a Pearl of Great Price, reflected on hosting Thanksgiving. Each year, she bought the biggest turkey she could find and invited students to her home to celebrate. Another story covered how the Student Federation granted many clubs funding and probationary status to new clubs. Elise Apel wrote, The Student Federation considered three club funding proposals, swore in two new representatives, and granted two clubs probationary club status at its February 9th meeting. You have been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Lauren Scott and Maddie Welsh. You can find the Collegian online at hillsdalecollegian.com or on Instagram and Twitter at hdalecollegian. You can also find previous episodes of the Collegian Week in Review online at cwir.transistor.fm. Once again, you've been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.